welcome to this week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup of all the best events happening in and around Oxford. Today's date is Wednesday the 22nd of February and this week Russell has a fantastic theatre roundup. I've got a female focused festival but first here's Maddie with excellent exhibitions going on in Oxford. Yes, so you may have noticed over the last couple of weeks that the beautiful rainbow flag has been hanging with pride above many establishments across the city, including a lot of colleges and bars and cafes and stuff. And that's because it is LGBT History Month. And to celebrate the fact, the Pitt Rivers Museum have launched their cross-collections trail called Out in Oxford. So the trail was launched on the 11th of February and then they've got a series of events organised throughout February to celebrate LGBTQ lives and history um, in Oxford. So the trail uh, was specially commissioned. There are versions of these LGBTQ trails in lots of um, museums and galleries across Oxford. If you want to have a look, there's a hashtag out in Oxford, which is very useful. So if you have a look on Twitter, you should be able to find all of the places that are involved it includes the ashmolean museum the botanical garden and the pit rivers museum Uh, lgbtq volunteers and allies have written new interpretations for some of the items that are looked after by the university in the pit rivers museum and through their research and their personal insights they look at the pieces through a queer lens and then these different items that they've chosen have been collected together and you can have a look at a um, paper copy of the trail which you can pick up in the pit rivers or you can download it from www.glam.ox.ac.uk forward slash out in oxford and each piece is described and you can and you can find out where to find it in the pit rivers so that's the cross collections trail which started on the 11th of february but goes for the rest of the year i think oh excellent um yeah so you can catch that um and it's it looks like it's probably really really interesting to just to look at through a different lens yeah but to celebrate the launch they have had a program of events and we're coming to the end of the events now but this weekend they've got my normal takeover night which is a social evening organized by a group called my normal which is an arts group uh, for young lgbtq people from oxfordshire and so they've been given this big task of organizing an event it's a it's an event sort of designed to celebrate the fact that nothing is normal Mm. and um it will include interactive art, workshops and performances from bands including Lucy Leave and Rainbow Reservoir. So it's free, but the tickets are limited. So it's really important to book a ticket. And you can book a ticket at prm.ox.ac.uk forward slash special dash events. Or you can find out more information on our website. So another thing which is on this weekend is the Oxford International Art Fair which is on at the Town Hall on Friday, Saturday and Sunday so it's an international art fair it's a really big event um, it, ru- it runs in all of the rooms of the upstairs bit of the Town Hall the exhibits are really varied from paintings to bespoke crafts um, some big canvas paintings to little um, little sketches and things like that and even textiles and sculptures and things it's not just an exhibition you can buy pieces at the hall as well and they've got um 
exhibitors from all over the world. So it's an exciting thing that's happening in the town hall. Mm. Um, on Friday, it's the private view. So the tickets are £10 and there's a champagne reception mm. and you can book the tickets online. And on Saturday and Sunday, you still need to book tickets. It's open from 11 till 6, but the tickets are free. Mm. And finally, Fabulous Beasts and Beautiful Creatures opened last week on the 18th of February and it's a exhibition of animals drawn by old masters we all know from cat videos on youtube that <laughs> humans are obsessed with watching animals it, or if you've ever been to a party at someone's house and they've or ever been to someone's house and their animal is uh, in the room that's and the best the part yeah. yeah and they refuse to speak about anything else i have to say my mum is <laughs> someone who does that if the cat's there doing something funny I think it's just your mum. I think everyone does that. Everyone. I think I probably do it quite a lot, actually. I've shown pictures of all of the animals in my parents' house to all of the people in this office. (laughs) And we appreciate it. Like, we love it. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Everyone loves looking at pictures of animals. So if you love, like many humans, um, looking at animals, you can go to this exhibition at the Christchurch Picture Gallery, which will look at pictures of animals across the ages... Uh, including an in-focus display of two drawings by the pioneering British animal artist Francis Barlow, who was drawing way back in 1624. Well, no, that was when he was born. So so probably more like 1627. His first drawing (laughs) of a cat, maybe. Anyway, uh, (laughs) that's on until May, the 29th of May. So you've got some time to catch it. And the gallery is open on Mondays, um, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays uh, from 10.30 till 1 and then 2 till 4.30 and then on Sundays from 2 till 4.30. I love seeing the funny drawings of like horses when they haven't quite got the proportions right and they have like really huge bodies and then tiny little stick legs <laughs> or really strange faces. <laughs> oh, it amuses me endlessly. <laughs> like at school, it's kind of the only thing you draw, isn't it, when you're little? Yeah. It's people and animals and houses trees yeah i've drawn i've drawn a lot of cats in my time oh interesting i know I, do you know what i mean that you have like a way of drawing a cat yeah. and everyone has their own way yeah i always draw them sat up and then the tail goes up and then you do it oh. i draw them terribly <laughs> So the 8th of March is International Women's Day, but being the wonderful place that it is, Oxford is celebrating it over the next three weeks. Way! Thank you, Maddie. So the festival kicks off on Wednesday the 22nd of February and it lasts until the 11th of March. And there is so much going on. I'm going to try and say as much uh, detail as I can, but... You should really go to their website to find out more about all these wonderful events. They all just sound so fascinating and, yeah, empowering. I've tried to split this up into sections to make it easier to digest. Um, So make sure to look up the times and dates and locations because they vary quite a bit. First up, they've got loads of film screenings. So you've got If Walls Could Talk to Lady in Red, the Ken Loach... uh, 1960s film Kathy Come Home, including a discussion on the housing crisis after watching that. Needs Must When the Devil Drives, which looks at the role of women in gaining workers' rights, Uh, so sort of ignoring the male 
emphasis that's usually placed on workers' rights. And there is a whole open evening at Film Oxford on empowering films by and about women, which is just a whole selection. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Because it's sometimes, or there was one point last year where I wanted to go and see something directed by a woman mm. and literally none of the films on that week in Oxford were directed by women. Literally in all of the cinemas across Oxford. Yeah. There have only been four films of over a hundred million dollar budget directed by women. About to have the fifth, but yeah. Which it shouldn't be a statistic, it should be No. no. But it is it is cinema is terrible. For... Yeah. And it must be combated. Yes. <laughs> in little old Oxford. <laughs> Next up, there are so many talks. So there's the illustrated exploration of the heart at Inky Fingers from Oxford University scientists. I think they're showing drawings from their own research and giving you a chance to draw your own. Heart? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Mightier Than the Sword, Women, War and Writing is happening at St. Peter's College. Uh, there's a Green Women Trailblazers, which I think explores um, the work of Caroline Lucas. Is she going? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Brave, inspirational, gracious. Big stories from women peacemakers across the globe. That sounds super inspiring. Mm. Women thinking big in the arts, the contribution of women composers. Sexual harassment in schools. This is a workshop on how to raise awareness and to combat it. Like mother, like child, maternal health and heart disease. Mixed blessings from a Cambridge union. Uh, gateways and tolls in women's journeys. So I think that's um, lots of female speakers about how they have got to where they are now. So again, very inspirational. Um, for any budding scientists out there, there's an opportunity to meet female neuroscientists um, whose work is currently featured at the Oxford University Museum of Natural History. Oh, and... Something that's particularly relevant at the moment. Um, the Oxford City Amnesty Group and Oxford Against Cutting present My Body, My Rights, Women Speaking Up Against FGM, which is very important and very relevant at the moment. So if, you, if talks aren't quite what you want from this festival, there's also a spiritual element. So Mindful Women helps you to practice mindfulness in your everyday life. There's lots of opportunities to get down and boogie with You Are Beautiful, Women's Dance and Wellbeing Day in Henley. Big Beats Dance Day on the 8th of March, which includes a home-cooked lunch, which sounds delicious. The Raw Aesthetic Conscious Clubbing Experience. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. So uh, the aim of that is to dance like no one's watched. This weekend, there's a really lovely-sounding family-friendly event, um, which is called Women Celebrating Women, Strength and Diversity at the Asian Cultural Centre on Mansill Way from three till six, and they've got lots of speakers, uh, such as refugees, migrant NHS professionals, and women who have stood up to racism and worked in refugee camps. They'll be selling lots of uh, delicious Syrian food, and um, there's an opportunity to to have henna done on your hands, Mm. which sounds lovely. And um, some of the proceeds are going towards um, refugee charities as well. So the main event is happening on International Women's Day, and it's called Reflections on Women Thinking Big in the Arts, Science, Politics and Education. Um, there's lots of music and plenty of discussions, and that's absolutely free. I think that's being held at the Oxford Town Hall. Something that particularly stood out to me was a suffrage walk, um, which is happening in the city centre, and it's being led by Dr Catherine Bradley and is retracing the history of women's suffrage in Oxford. And that's happening on Saturday the 11th. Tickets are £6 or £3 for concessions. 
Finally, so to round off the festival, there's the International Women's Festival Dinner, which includes live music, speeches, and a three-course home-cooked Indian meal. Uh, it's £20 for dinner, and booking is essential. So, if you like the sound of any of those <laughs> any of those events that I've been talking about, check out the Oxford International Women's Festival website, which is oxfordinternationalwomensfestival.co.uk. Yeah, definitely look up some of these events. Most of these events are free, so basically there's no excuse. You should definitely go along and feel empowered. So I have a couple of theatre shows that are coming to Oxford in the next week. The first is on Thursday we have a sketch show comedy called Croft and Pierce Are Not Themselves, which is at the old fire station. It's uh, Hannah Croft and Fiona Pierce, who are the stars of the Croft and Pierce show on Radio 4. And they've won a host of awards at the Edinburgh Fringe too for their sketch show. So it should be quite funny. It's got a load of amazing reviews and sounds pretty great. Uh, tickets are still available. They're £12 or £10 for concessions and the show starts at 8pm. Starting on Tuesday is the Mandala Theatre Residency at Modern Art Oxford. This is a free seven-week course to create your own monologue in response to Modern Art Oxford's latest exhibition, Lubaina Himid's Invisible Strategies. This course will run weekly on Tuesdays from 7pm to 9pm with the final performance of the monologues you create taking place on Saturday the 29th of April. Cool. It is suitable for ages 16 to 25. Again, it's free and they say booking is essential. So this seems a pretty great way to explore writing. Maybe as your first time, maybe as another chance you to write. And then finally, we have Roses and Castles, which is, as they describe, a magical evening of canal-inspired art and heritage. So this takes place at St. Barnabas Church on Thursday the 23rd of February. Tickets are £8 with concessions available, and this will take place between 7 and 9pm. And this is a magical soiree of music, songs, stories and poems inspired by the Oxford Canal. It will feature local artists and performers as well as a guest appearance from ITV political presenter Robert Peston, who apparently will be singing Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> I know. Why? I had to check with the Jericho singers. And a- apparently he made this promise on Radio 4 that he was going to do this. Oh. So... This is certainly not an evening to be missed. I mean, it's about <laughs> Oxford culture, but also there's a political correspondent who will be singing Bohemian Rhapsody. It has to be repeated. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Yeah. When is it again? This is on Thursday, the 23rd of February. Uh, so tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Head on down. So this week I picked out a few lectures which um, are addressing our fears about the future. So first up is knowing what not to know. Sharing and hiding information in digital societies at the Oxford Martin School tomorrow from 5pm until 6 and it's free. In this talk, Dr Joss Wright will examine technologies that seek to assert, resist or subvert control over information and assess the balance of the information we share as individuals and as a society. Um, If you can't make the event, you can join in on Twitter with the hashtag... OMS Frontiers. I'd recommend uh, enjoying this lecture after watching Citizen Four for full fear factor, so you can build your fear up and then hopefully have it quashed. Quashed, yes. <laughs> so, secondly, I've chosen what does Brexit mean for Oxfordshire? What do we need to do? 
which is taking place at the Oxford Town Hall on Friday and it starts at seven and again it's free. So Stephen Dorrell, the the chair of the European Movement, will be hosting a discussion with a panel of Oxfordshire employers and opening the discussion to the floor. I imagine there'll be some very interesting conversations to be had. A lot of debate <laughs> will be had. Yes. Especially, like, recently. Yeah. Like, yes. I mean, over the last couple of... Last, like, week. Yeah, that's Those questions true. have all come up again, haven't they? Like, what the future is. <laughs> Everyone scream silently. <laughs> <laughs> Find out more about the European movement. Um, check out their website at euromove.org.uk. Enjoy your fear-filled lectures. You may know that a very, very important national holiday, international holiday, I think, is taking place next week on Tuesday. It's a holiday which is held in high importance in Dinfo Towers. Oh, yes. I would say possibly the most important day of the year, Um, according to Daily Info. Well, I I would say that it is a very momentous occasion and there is a ceremony. Oh, Russ and I haven't been party to I'm the excited if this to, a, to a ceremony of of this kind yet. It is, of course, Pancake Day Hooray. or Mardi Gras or Shrove Tuesday, however you wish to call it. That's what they call it in America. Apparently, it means, oh, really? um, and it's also the, it's from the French. It means um, Fatty Tuesday. Oh my god, Fatty Tuesday! <laughs> As in, like fatty, like you would call like a fatty food. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want Fatty Tuesday every week. <laughs> That would be delicious. Yeah. Um, Well, you're going to have Fatty Tuesday next week, Russ, because um, Pancake Day is gracing us with its presence. And there are many, many establishments in Oxford where you can enjoy your pancakes um, at a high quality if you don't fancy making them for for yourselves at home. So Gaff is hosting Pancake Pandemonium (laughs) on, um, on Pancake Day next week. Uh, Gaff is a restaurant on Magdalen Road. You can read our review of Gaff on um, dailyinfo.co.uk forward slash reviews. Um, we went recently and had a taste and it is they do do tasty food. So I imagine their pancakes will be good. They are offering 10 different types of pancakes. 10? 10 different types, including chocolate brownie pancakes, yes. fig and goat's cheese, Ooh. cinnamon apple and chantilly cream. And it, they're going to attempt... A world record, Ooh. really, of some kind. They don't give a description of what kind of world record. Most fillings, <laughs> most fillings <laughs> offered by a single establishment. I don't know. <laughs> and there's also vegan pancakes available mm. for those who normally miss out on pancakes. That's good. So their kitchen will be open from nine till three, and they would recommend booking. So you can ring up, or you can send them a message. Uh, also, other places where they serve good pancakes include Handlebar on um, St. Michael's Street. They do really good vegan pancakes with blueberries and stuff on top and I imagine they'll be rolling out all the best flavours for Pancake Day. And the Rickety Press do a strong contender for the best pancake in Oxford with their buttermilk pancakes which are served with either rum roasted pineapple and whipped coconut cream or maple syrup and dry cured bacon. Mm. Um, So you could also head along to the Rickety Press. Or if you want to have a proper french crepe style pancake rather than an american style pancake you should go to crepe mania or crepes mania uh, on broad street which is a little mini van serving 
authentic Breton crepes, so sweet pancakes, and also savoury galettes, which are pancakes made with buckwheat flour. So they're um, gluten-free as well. Although I don't know whether he... uh, I don't know whether they are actually gluten-free because I don't know whether he has different um, uh, pans for them. Mm. Anyway, um, they're all made with organically produced buckwheat and plain flour um, grown by a local producer. Excellent. And they're delicious, and he is lovely. He's called Akim, and he will serve you your pancakes with a smile. Also, he has a sign that says, it's pancake day today, and then today is crossed out. Um, And presumably, maybe he has another sign that he gets out on (laughs) pancake day, or he can just uncross it or something. It's exciting. What a special day. It's a special day for him, (laughs) because he's there every day, and this is his day. I want to say happy birthday, but that's not the right. <laughs> yeah, I guess people must come and say happy pancake day to him. Yeah. If you're not going to buy pancakes, go and say happy pancake day to Akima in uh, Crepsomania <laughs> on Broad Street. Yes. And finally, we have cinema. So this is a big week for cinema because it's the Oscars on Sunday. What, this Sunday? This Sunday is the Oscars. and It seems to have run for ages. They always seem to run for months, but then you reach this point and all the awards get given out. Are you going to stay up and watch it? No, no. (laughs) I I will happily watch the speech highlights. It's quite a boring ceremony. It's like three and a half hours long and you don't need to watch it. So, with the Oscars in mind, the big film of the week is La La Land's main competitor, Moonlight. Mm. So this is nominated for eight awards, including film and director and best supporting actor and best supporting actress. It has 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. So they think there's, it's got six bad reviews in 250 reviews. And it topped a host of best film lists in America last year. So it comes with a wealth of prestige. And basically, the same black man across three stages of his life. So when he's a child a teenager and an, and an adult. And it's kind of his struggle with both where he's from. Mm-hmm. So he's from quite a rough part of Miami. And also his own sexuality. So it's it's quite a powerful film. Um, it's kind of in the vein of Boyhood a couple of years ago. Okay. So how Birdman was about films, yeah. Boyhood was about, I guess, people. Yeah. So La La Land is all about making films and about Hollywood, whereas Moonlight is about a very personal story of this one person's struggle. It's written by a gay black man and it has a wealth of stuff going on outside of just being a very simple story about this one person's struggle, I guess. Mm. So go off and watch it because it will potentially upset and win some massive awards. It, it could beat La La Land. I'm not sure if it will because everyone loves La La Land, but if there is a film to beat La La Land, it is this one. Hmm. And it, Especially in the light of last year's Oscars as well and the whole yeah. Well, yeah, ha- so, hashtag Oscars so white. So hmm. the last two years of not having any non-white nominees in any of the acting categories. I mean, they've made up for it for this year in that I think every category has at least one non-white actor in Best Supporting Actress. Three of the five mm. are non-white, so it's they've. I think they've listened, but I'm not sure if they've listened in an artificial way. Just in the, if we have nominees, mm. people will stop talking about this issue. Yeah. I see. So, um, as well as Moonlight, you've got 
a lot of other Oscar films out there. So there's La La Land is still on release. Hidden Figures, which mm. looks really interesting and really well crafted. I'm going to see that this weekend. You've got Lion. And then there's Fences, which will probably win Best Supporting Actress for Viola Davis. Ah, great. She is a phenomenal actress. Apparently she's incredible in this and be very deserving of her to win. She got nominated for Doubt a couple of years ago for one scene. She's the kind of what? actress who can turn up for one scene and get nominated. And hopefully she'll win it because she's a great actress and mm. apparently she's amazing in Fences. Denzel Washington apparently is great in that. It's it's based on a prestigious uh, play, so it's mm. well worth your time. Did, and, did he direct it as well? So he directed it and he I don't know if he's directed before this, mm. but it was the writer of the play who has passed away he specifically said he wanted an African-American director to direct his play. And it, they haven't been able to make it for 20, 30 years because of this request. And so Denzel Washington directed it for the stage and now he's directed it for um, cinema. That seems astonishing that, that it took them that long to find the right Again, person. it's Hollywood. Hollywood yeah. is is entirely... Racist. <laughs> I was going to say conservative, but... Yeah. Um, and there's also a lot of smaller films out there who've only received one or two nominations, but are well worth your time. So there's 20th Century Women, which is on at the Picture House, and that is wonderful. I saw it at the weekend, and it's a really good film and should be up for more awards. Annette Benning should be up for Best Actress because she is so good in it. Uh, you've got Loving, which is another film that, I've seen and it's really powerful. It has it's up for best actress and it's really good. And then there's the best foreign film nominee, which is called The Salesman, which there's some not controversy, not controversy, but it's in the news because the director for a time could not come over to America for the ceremony because he's Iranian. Uh. So if I'm honest, this one might win just because of the political climate of America, they might hmm. decide to make a statement. Also at the Picture House are Discover Tuesdays, where it runs cult classics, documentaries, and art house films for one showing on a Tuesday. So coming up, they've got a documentary on David Bowie's last performance as Ziggy Stardust hmm. called Amazingly, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. And they also have the cult horror The Love Witch, which is this cult horror that's coming down the line apparently it's fantastic it's made as if it's a 1970s horror film so it looks kitschy and messy but apparently it's great mm. but next tuesday they have christine which is based on the true story of an american news reporter who killed herself live on air and it, it was from the 80s she did this it made headlines obviously and in this, she's played by Re Rebecca Hall, and by all accounts, she's fantastic in the film. It's not a cheery no. subject matter, and it's not not a feel-good film, but apparently it's a really powerful film. Mm. And if you can't make the picture showing of it, the UPP are also showing this film next week. So you've got several opportunities if you've watched all the Oscar films, if you've gone off and seen Moonlight and Fences and La La Land, to see another fascinating if somewhat challenging film all our listings can be found at dailyinfo.co.uk slash events so all the films and theatres and talk listings are on there 
And um, if you want to find us on social media, you can do so on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're at Daily Info Oxford. And don't forget to subscribe to get this beautiful podcast directly to your listening device every Wednesday.